This is Celestial Dancer, and I'd like to formally welcome you to show 31 of Bodies at Rest. This is the first 2009 episode of the show, and while we've had quite a long hiatus, I'm sure you'll find that this show is definitely worth the wait. I'd like to start the show off by, first of all, hoping that 2008 brought you all the things that you needed and most of what you wanted and that 2009 will be even better for you. I am definitely in a Miles mood and for those of you who don't know what that means, by midway through the show, you'll understand. I'm going to open the show up with Milestones by Miles Davis and as always, I'll be back.
That was Milestones by Miles Davis, taken off of the Milestones album, and definitely one of his more popular tracks and, without a doubt, one of my favorites. I don't know about you, but the past year has been phenomenal. 2008 for me was extremely busy. I've been involved in another internet enterprise by the name of Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. And if you haven't had an opportunity to check out that show, by all means, please do. I take a behind-the-scenes role with the show, but I love the premise of jazz and poetry, two of my greatest passions. And if either of the two are a passion for you, or even if you just have a mild interest in jazz or poetry and you'd like to sample the best of the best in both genres, tune in to Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry at www.sojpradio.com. You won't be disappointed. Up next, we've got an oldie but definitely a goodie titled Inquisition. I'll definitely, as always, be back. squared and crisply perfect, furnished with plush line pockets replaceable. Could every dry chunk of pain easily I'd eject, leaving tracks of soured love untraceable? At 60,000 feet. Were each memory touchable true and molded by hand? Flawlessly shaped of joy to cork solitude's place? Could I casually stroll through misery and fearlessly stand? A timeless resident in pleasure's high space? At 60,000 feet. Were dreams solitary food to fatten a soul? Organic fodder holding blends of delight? Could I fill most surely each inconsolable hole that loneliness forges open each night at 60,000 feet? Were anxiety a myth and every strain of fear unimaginable? With bouts of laughter as sure as the tide, making friends of strangers and strangers unfathomable. Could I dispense with all prejudice?
Were pure love as obtainable as a thoughtless gasp of air? Inhaled through orifice in each pore of the skin? Would all hate dissipate in terminal drops of despair? And holding your breath be the only deadly sin at 60,000 feet? Were imagination like clothes no longer hypothetical? Impulsively selected and worn daily in view? Would motivation's true colors wax finally regrettable? And fantasies undiscernibly bind to you at 60,000 feet? Were the questions I pose solid as cold to ice? Fitted tight with chance as dark as tonight? Would there be need for stations of virtue or vice? Making legend of all deeds wrong and right. Sacred Teddy Bears I saw a dead girl today Drowned in restless currents Where green and brown struggled for prominence But faded in gurgling downstream battle Water had danced its vines that tickled her tan limbs, then held her still while death hummed its sleeping hymns until her eyes closed. Her skin drank all that she could not conquer, shaping her out of almost all visible child disappearance, leaving only the undertaker's obvious attempt at ruddy cheeks. But the final drink would not have it. It pushed a pout of lips to cartoonish poise, an unhuman pucker that held my gaze. A bloated angel hovering in a metallic white box. I kept comparing her to the tiny photo of a little girl I didn't know hung in the pink velvet lining. White gloves taut with the tiniest of buttons console the stuffed teddy bear resting in the mist of postured hands, its eyes black and shiny, open and permanently fixed to watch for eyes now sealed in solitude. I wondered if the bear was there to 
fasten our final memories of her in plush softness of childhood. It seems a needless and aberrantly timid icon charged to engrave such a rigid reminder of life's bitter ambiguity. Urged to move on with my cousin's clumsy nudge, I decided at the age of nine tender years that I would never again play with sacred teddy bears. Social sounds of celestial dancers on bodies at rest. I just want to talk to you, to relay to you, to portray to you how I've been going through a few things. How. You've been affecting me. How that one summer, that one week, that one day, that one moment that found me weak with you. This afternoon, I paused for just a moment, hovering between dread of another wasted morning and thoughts of an unknown dinner. Captive in a stolen pinch of time when nothing was important and everything was too much. Oblivious to just enough undedicated mind space to let you enter. Your image scented every tick of my conscious clock, making my concentration lean in heavy sway toward memories of you until I was dizzy with hindsight. In visions, I could feel the heat of your breath against my will, smothering each ready refusal, changing the color of my strength 
to a softened yes. Only I know the irony of me. How I could build walls of impenetrable focus and unyielding drive. Commanding awe and envy in the wide wake spilled by my paper discipline. How my footprints smolder with purposed stride and carve tales of me as a hungry lioness devouring true each bit of attention stirred in the weak glances of unsolicited prey. I find no worthy adversary among their eager hearts or remarkable ally within their anxious loins, but am toyfully toppled clean in the fine mist of your long-faded touch. I am still among your minions. Pledged to succumb absolute to each molecule of open space abandoned by your presence. I cannot remain still too long, for the light of passion secretly boiling deep within me will heat each mended fissure of denial that I have roughly patched with false truth. And soon, the uneven cracks of vulnerable will begin to show, and all will know how you have shattered my resolve and hollowed my heart, leaving me void of new want and indelibly stained with a red, rare desire for only you. In your absence, I have learned to shift the air around me with thin, scraped screens and carved sides. Personal stalagmites hung as curtains of despair and purposely woven to attract your pity and shade my pride. I have broken endless chants and twisted thick spells to create true magic, coaxing each ear to swallow libido with succulent speed, stirring a honey-like elixir to quell cautious itch and tiresome tickle, lingering busy and deep within fickle considerations. With awkward 
rigor, I summon moon and memory to lull you on cool slabs of stillness until your resistance rests naturally within my will and I own every sound of your dawdling enchantment. I sleep only to mass-produce dreams where our touch lifts each line of physical separation until each atom detached has been reborn in pluralized solidarity and even breaths are communed. I live in practiced rooms of mandatory consumption of soul aperitifs while chewing 32 times on the tender bits of your glance until I can taste every morsel of your need. Swollen and distended full with varied visions and blended intimacies, I am haughty with confession, brazenly buffeted within as Val holds me shamelessly pure with fiery conviction. I remain deliciously poised and ready to succumb full to your fated retort. You've but to speak my existence otherwise. After the break, you heard a poem titled Inquisition, and after that, you heard Sacred Teddy Bears, accompanied by Lament by the world-famous guitarist Pat Martino. After that, we heard Retro Effect, and then This Side of Koi, which was accompanied by a piece by a fabulous artist by the name of Roderick Allen, and the piece was Quiet Storm from his urbanization theory album. Roderick was one of the past featured artists on Bodies at Rest and I'm pleased to say that that album is still one of the top selling albums of the indie artist genre. Up next we've got a wonderfully mellow piece by Fertile Ground entitled Drive and I'll see you on the other side because as always I'll be back.
Kashmir envies each inch of it. A whispering glow hovers just bright enough beneath breath to tempt and imprison gaze upon it and siphon rich desire from deep within each corner of secrets. Resting hefty desire beside a hungry silhouette. Muffled vibrations can be heard within it, peeling like virgin tolls in dawn's fresh face. Beautiful, beautiful, brazen, Understanding is translated into streams of white noise that sink into tiny pockets of nonchalance throughout it. Fulfilled but never looking back. All passion is absorbed, piling in seamless fashion, taste to touch. Like melting caramel layers of a soul padded thick with analgesic delusion.
If no yearning was left undone, hesitation would splinter and fall, showering the hard, scarred floor of reality. Each shard cutting away long dead misery like dry branches under new blades, leaving thoughts clean and clear to roam amongst forbidden memories buried deep behind it. Scratching awake, pitiful heat of ripe yesterdays, releasing powerful vapors of joy forgotten, coloring aim and altitude without mercy, seeding flesh and chi with savory intent. This glance is costly with automatic want, yet marvelously impotent of legitimate exchange. For each porous mile of living carpet harbors regrets that lay hidden seductively within, sentenced to roll and clang like steel marbles in a bag of velvet. This is Big Trigger from Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry. And when I'm sitting back and want to relax, listen to some smooth spoken word, I tune into Bodies at Rest with your host, Celestial Dancer. Where's my Oscar? Each morning after I shower and dress, I carefully apply thick layers of powdered smile, preening to perfection, concealing each fine line of overnight heartbreak, covering any and every trace of pallid despair. Among throngs of strangers, friends, peers, and associates, I periodically capture a fleeting mirrored glimpse, checking for telltale spots that may have faded fatigue or bled reality, to cautiously touch up my image of happiness. I have enlisted eyes of satisfaction, controlled body movements, and sincere voice. All contract players, seasoned fellow graduates of the Academy of Life's Deception, to assist me in this grand production. Now a master performer, I can speak with assurance, command the look of whimsy, slide into the role of fitting in, effortlessly, cool, so cool, 
Even family fall believers to my hollow monologues, enraptured by fallacious optimism. But at day's end, I use tears of truth to remove this shallow disguise, patting dry with a cloth of loneliness, and beholding the unmasked face of depression, I sit and wonder, where's my Oscar? of splitting a century. Owned and honored, each pensive room is splashed with fifty years of happenstance. Risk that were formidable but never feared lay in sobering beds under a four a.m. moon to wither away unshamelessly remembered. Kisses and whispers and such. Yin and Yang sit at every entrance of a mental mansion, humbly greeting each visitor, welcoming stale optimism and cyclical cynicism with time-tempered regard, cloaking each parting thought in loose but appropriate objectivity. No one's to blame. It was flawed from the start. I cannot recall when they first appeared. Quiet and disciplined, seated like long-toothed kings beholding suborned jewels before their assumed majesty, smiling justice upon lost libido as a dear friend recently departed. Passion, Passion is for punks. Is for Need no longer quivers in a lonely house, kept warm and slender with postured drapes of what-ifs, as worry floats like flavorless feathers on a full night's draft. Keeping angst both clean and ripe.
thoughts unpolluted are as soft diamonds in virgin hands, delicate and dangerous, tasting of full worth but cutting all the way down to fresh idealism. When the good die, their virtue dies with them, leaving sins as secrets cracked open by time, dusty with unremembrance, but toxic to tongues unaware. We choose which history counts. The scent of what might have been, sitting stiff and awkward in yellowed corners of the regretful mind. I learned to dance without music, cutting toes and dreams on broken promises while balancing ledgers of ego and envy so that my shadow could decipher legends from lies. As confidence fades, we all backtrack. How far we have strayed from unity just to see where our triumphs touch and tear away, spitting isms at one another like oversized wooden nickels to pave our way forward. After the break, you heard Fertile Ground with Drive, followed by As Touch Succeeds, a poetic composition by your host, Celestial Dancer, accompanied by a beautiful piece titled Lovely Afternoon by Khan Jamal. That was followed by Where's My Oscar? And then the piece you just heard was the Isms of Splitting a Century, a poetic piece by myself, which was accompanied by the incomparable Miles Davis on a track titled Flamenco Sketches. Told you I was in a Miles mood, and definitely, definitely, there's more Miles to come. For those of you who just tuned in, you are listening to Bodies at Rest, and this is show number 31 the very first show in the year 2009. I'm Celestial Dancer, glad to be back on the mic with you. And we're going to continue on with some more Miles Davis. This time, it's going to be Miles all by himself in a track titled, When I Fall in Love. 
Mmm, delicious. And I will most definitely be back.
initially, I was inclined to retreat on intentionally cautious hind feet from all paths never assumed as definitively concrete, stepping unfamiliar with sweet tones of sincerity aimed specifically at me because historically words of burning desire that inspired response would soar blissfully higher and seductively flirt with my libido only to descend then pluck and hurt my ego vindictively within me so intuitively I began to collect protective bricks of beware learning to build slick walls that fared me well precluding any urge to kiss and tell as I predictably returned to the emptiness of my shell habitually but then unexpectedly came the intoxicating air of your ardent spirit that intensely flooded the brackish temples I held so pretentiously, washing pure each crevice of need unspoken to wholeheartedly peel and involuntarily reveal true colors of deeds once broken cold-heartedly when receptively stiffened arms of hesitation slowly unfurled as drifting charms of infatuation swirled perceptively to land at waiting roots of sensuality feeding them with tempting duality of a shared diet of a solid future between us two unconditionally Economically, I cast away all piggish thoughts, idealistic dreams, selfishly taught, far into lore, decidedly before embracing your personified pearls, altruistic beams, glistening through bleak reams of this hog-eat-hog world, boldly shining with undaunted hues, combining Head and heart cues, absolutely, we too, congruently, we pace according to our sown soul's beats, unpromised tomorrow treats that sift into today's glad bag of being sweets, a gifted buffet laid before humbling feet, unafraid to stumble swift, yet stand complete. To face each rise and set of a new sun, blessedly, neither ostentatious or delicately, but confessedly, as one. Respectfully, I modestly dream in bichromatic hues of seamless you and me, never minding seeming an oddity, as we breathe supreme through Trifocal spectacles of we, ourselves, and us. 
as joy we blend steams beautifully ubiquitous in graceful puffs of jeweled themes invoking peace most glorious cloaking invisibly the path of dust from me I cannot remember our journey from that first summer when new peaches and rent were the hardest ambition between us. I bear no recollection of what part of your morning thoughts would tickle my waking imagination and which of your whispers made my knees lose all strength and sway like naive willows and bastard night drafts. I have lost the sound of our shoes as we Cross the rickety bridge into the complacency of our gray afternoons and starless nights. We have resigned our bliss to lay on urban beaches that are laughter hollow and passion bleached. We have died inside our flesh houses. The smell of decaying lust rises to fight with the fresh air of memories that we refuse to set free. Clinging like cottony cobwebs on rusty split nails awaiting a courage-filled wind. Shadows of who we were beg with familiar tears to depart from our graveyard of feeling, heaving ill among its empty stench. We disgust hungry eyes with full emptiness and have disrespected the aging of our fantasies and turned our backs to the future that was eagerly waiting to receive us with joy-filled arms. We have wretched them, strung them with lifeless glances and generic kisses to hope-dry bones that never knew what hit them, parching them further away from needed light. Finding no love at the end of lust, we dress our bed in dry space linens and silent comfort. We watch with unwanting eyes as time poses us deaf and distant like stiff mannequins living in old store windows, plainly unseen, woven invisible. We scramble within dark desolation of our fractured union like blind mice, seeking answers to questions written over late-night thoughts tossed in bites of cold chicken and washed down with stale beer. Our conversation surviving as mechanical word massages, traded to satisfy needs of motion rather than feeling, sound rather than touch. I have forgotten the scruff of your hands, the mood of your tongue. I can feel the rumblings of starvation caused by withdrawal from a pluralized life as I sit in quiet rooms with the ghost of fascination once beloved. Just out of view stands a longing to meet you 
intangible horizons once more. To share sunrises of sweet dew and lemongrass, perfuming the air like fresh foam of ocean waves. And to succumb entwined to nights of plump caress embedded deep with ecstasy, like stars poached firm in a velvet sky. Till then, I pray we compare hearts hollowed and contrast dreams deferred in unfaltering duty and doubtless regard. Knowing our reconciliation floats on capricious temper breezes and impulsive opinion squalls. We must seek shelter in gathering the dust of our yesterdays as worthy sand, as our love's resurrection is but a twinkle in the eye of eternity. Listening to Bodies at Rest with your host, Celestial Dancer. That was Scenes from a Rear View Mirror, accompanied by The Good Life by another one of my favorite musicians, Hank Mobley. Before that, you heard Me to We, actually, one of my very first poetic audios. And then, right after the break, you heard When I Fall in Love by Mr. Miles Davis. Well, it looks like we've come to the close of our show. It has been an absolute blast. Be sure to check me out here on Bodies at Rest. And right now, I'm actually being featured on Spotlight on Jazz and Poetry on their first year anniversary show titled Dancing Miles with Miles. And if you haven't figured it out, that's, of course, featuring the music of Mr. Miles Dewey Davis III and the poetry of none other than your very own Celestial Dancer. Check me out over there at www.sojpradio.com. And if you'd like to find out more about Bodies at Rest, which I hope you will, please go to our website at www.bodiesatrestonline.com. Be sure and sign the guest book while you're there. I love to hear from you. This has been my pleasure, after such a long break, to come back and share with you some wonderful music and what I hope you think to be some great poetry. Tune in. The time until our next show will in no way be as long as the time since our last. And again, I thank you, the Bodies at Rest online audience, for your support, for your emails, for your inquiries. I've missed you too. Drop me a line. Let me know what you'd like to hear on the show or what you'd like to hear again. This is Celestial Dancer wishing you in the year 2009 
endless peace, unmatched joy, and of course, all the time you need to let your body be at rest. I'm going to close the show with one of my favorite compositions titled To Feed a Future, which is matched with All Blues by Miles Davis. Hope you enjoy it and be well until you hear my voice again. Peace. To feed, to feed a, future. a future. Looking over my shoulder, I can see the strength of kinfolk heads and hearts, standing crownless but full, fixed with want of needful remedies to soothe and calm fevered cries of weary flesh, sun-beaten coats that wept blood as they clung faithfully to black souls captured, but not captive to ignorance hollowed minds and eyes blinded blue with fear-driven greed. How they fed history. With each pull of raw cotton and roll of biscuit dough, they lifted history from its birthplace and held it close, while open-air markets stocked thick with rows of shackled necks and vilified ankles sent the perfume of impenetrable honor and irrefutable pride throughout the land. Miseducation was written on bent backs and broken bones while lessons of worthlessness and self-hatred ran between field and big house as secrets of survival were tutored in collared green whispers recited in cryptic night stories and then hummed in impromptu spirituals weaved from lips full with innocence and washed in silent tears. But they continued to feed history. 
taking scraps of rotten inhumanity and bits of loathing injustice, salted with undue liberties of wanton carnal invasions, cured and smoked in leaky cabins of aged impropriety, then baked in the hell-fired ovens of perpetual inequality, full-bodied legacies of blessed kings and queens were cooked hard into yellowed pages of time, seasoning it with keen flavors of generational mistrust like potent rye seeds dispersed in the sweetest bread. They fed history till it was full, content, and a bit sleepy as mouths that had breathed out formulas for multiple miracle peanuts and uttered gifted guidelines for transfusing strengthened blood into weakened vessels. They spoke in parched speech and found no moisture at pristine fountains hung in white-only corners. Legs that stood in dank, cramped rear bus quarters finally bent one with conviction and spilled an earth-shattering refusal to stand once more. In a wink of decades, they're reborn as legs of Arkansas children marching behind rifles, through spit storms and against loathing winds. They sat up through the night with sleeping history, ready and equipped to change and feed it full once more. But blocks of hatred could not stop the powered swing of sledgehammers and beleaguered sway of pickaxes as wooden crumbs were laid for wandering railroads. Walls of indecent favor could not withstand the march of pride-colored soldiers clad in mud and unrecognized honor, offering segregated life and limb for the placement of a flag representing a nation that loved them not. In silence, they returned to the watery kiss of fire hoses and heavy petting of police dogs and accidental nightsticks, leaving marks of passion on those still-tired legs and afro-wearied heads. Oh, how they never stopped feeding history. We must remember these recipes, letting the bitter taste of each unjust sauce and bigoted stew move us to appetites for sweeter entrees, filled to the brim with bountiful literacy and blossoms of an empowered legacy, enriched with multiple doses of brotherly regard. For our history is made every day, and as it is created, it grows, and everything that grows must be fed. So we must decide to fill our hands and hearts as today's benefactors. For if we do not feed history truthfully, it may grow weak upon lies and die, withering our birthright with it, leaving no grace for tomorrow. Looking over my shoulder, I can see the strength of kinfolk, heads, and hearts, each divine part, digested and manifested as a full serving. 
for history.
Bodies at rest.